When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with our very special guest, Jackie Cation. She doesn't Hello. announce herself, but she's busy doing her... What are you doing with the coffee? I'm just uh, making sure that... Uh, I was thinking, how far is it down? Could I could I risk trying to drink it without the cover? I cannot. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great game. Is Jackie... How's the motor skills? It's got to be down further. Otherwise, I'll spill it all over the place. And, I understand. Yeah. I understand completely. JB's here. D- double fister. What? <laughs> Where'd you get that one now? There's free booze in the break room. Free booze in the break room. Mm-hmm. Good it is. That's that kettle one. People <laughs> like it. That? Spumante. It's spumante. Oh, it's spumante. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asti spumante. Mm-hmm. Isn't that your name, Michael? Your real it name is, is Asti not. spumante. <laughs> so. There's no Asti on here. It's just spumante. Is Michael Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Bryant Simon. Melissa Kirk. Andy Rare Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back to pick on Jackie. It's going to be phenomenal. Actually, no, we're going to find some stuff out. It's all true. <laughs> yeah, those are the two we, choices. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be horrible or wonderful. We're going to do a quick end of the year live one. I'd love to. That'd, That'd be, be great. great. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. I want to thank everybody and all the listeners that have called us over the past year. Um, we have gotten calls from the KQ listeners and from the podcast listeners. They always ask about Tom or say something about the show, and we appreciate being able to help you and answer your questions. So it's been a good nineteen or 2018, and I look forward thing. to 2019. Way to have your finger on the pulse. It's there we go. Great 1947. I had the 19th coming. Yeah, 19th's coming. There's the commercial. We're done. Michael Bryant. Walzer.com. Watch <laughs> Bill and Doug. That is cold. I can't wait to see you two guys in Key West. It's going to be unbelievable. Uh, Walzer Automotive Group. No. Uh, Brad Sean. Michael Bryant. Brad Sean Bryant. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, back in 2014, having some problems with the engine. Uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. 
It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15 year old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> that's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Here we go. I can't get my voice that high. I'd like to. This is a class act. You guys could afford to play that. That's good work. No problem. All right. Money is no gear. object. Because of him. <laughs> guys wearing a tie. <laughs> guys wearing a tie. It's paying for stuff like, <laughs> like <the> classics. <laughs> is that Natalie Cole? I'm not sure who that is. It's what? Just, it's a compilation CD. It's got oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, it doesn't list the the artist that's saying it but so this came up a couple of days ago and it's i once again i always tell people i grew up roman catholic so a lot of italians a lot of irish people a lot of that kind of deal so when i see somebody i touch them now whether it's a man or a woman i touch people i go hey how you doing hey how you doing or hey whatever so I hadn't seen Jackie in about 20 years. I don't know what right, I right. <laughs> exactly. I was in high school. You were, was, uh, you were no, still in high school. But no, it's been, I don't know how many years since I've seen you in person. Now, I've talked to her several times, but I haven't seen you in person in a long time. It's true. I do hide. Right. Exactly. You, you, got, uh, you got an agenda, and technology is your friend. Technology so you, is you can my call, friend. You can literally, to some extent, phone it in. That's kind of what I do. Right. You're right. You're a, right. I saw a, that look on your face. You can phone you can it almost in. phone it in. It's, who doesn't want to phone it in? Come on. I was just thinking about that. It was because uh, um, actually I'm working on this bit that weirdly enough people don't get as much is uh, is my husband and I sometimes and now hello and welcome you get to hear it. Uh, yes. The uh, <laughs> is my husband and I. Uh, I never knew this about being in a relationship. We're, we've been married uh, like 12 years now, and so sometimes uh, we want to make the sweet, sweet love, but we're sleepy. Uh, you know how like tired sex? Where you're tired, but you yeah. want to do it anyway because you, you're married and you like each other and you like sex. All the things are in a row. Uh, you're all sanctioned by God and the government. And so, um, but you're sleepy tired and so you do it. And I always want him to have the best time. And he always wants me to have the best time when we're making sure. the sweet, sweet love because sure. we love each other. Uh, but when we have the sleepy time sex, neither one of us has the best time. What we do is we have a good time. Good times are had, right? Obviously, right, good, uh, the, good. we achieve uh, achievement unlocked, tab A, slot A, right? But the, uh, um, but the weird thing is, is that I've never uh, named a sexual position before, but I named that one the sex of the magi, which is a, which is a Christmas joke, uh, because is, yeah. uh, we are, we're all doing the best. We, it's a fail, is what it is. We both, neither one of us, like I cut my hair and give it to him. He gives me a pocket watch. Uh, we don't win. We don't win. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That joke needs so much I work. Like I like that joke. No, no, I know. I got sex of the, but if you don't get Gift of the Magi, you don't get Sex of the Magi. But then I followed up with a Little Drummer Boy joke. So please come to the show tonight to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to hear the Little Drummer Boy portion of that joke? I suppose it is true. <laughs> I, so basically, so when I, I came into the room, I saw Jackie out in the... In the, in the uh, Foyer. Way foyer or the mm-hmm. way, whatever it's called. And then I went down the hall, came back, and I had to squeeze by 
to get my chair, so I touched Jack. I put my hands on Jackie's shoulders. Excuse me, dear. And you can't do that anymore. And that's what you were saying. You were saying, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You can't do that anymore. And I was like, because it, it, they don't let you do that anymore. I was like, it wasn't a great idea 40 years ago. Why Why would it? You're, everybody, we're all plugging along. We're but, the, all just, <laughs> but the deal about it is, is that in my neighborhood, everybody did that. Yeah, but you know, like like there's old Southern ladies at the at the at the restaurant who are like, "Hey, honey," you know, saying, yeah, they "Hey," do. they're like, "Hey, honey, like, can I get you some more coffee?" And you're like, "I don't even." I mean, the only person that calls me honey is my dad, and yeah, um, and that's what's okay. husband call you turtle dove? Uh, my husband, my husband usually uses my name. Uh, there's some hey you. <laughs> there's a little bit of <laughs> uh, no name at all. Just uh, are you going to do the thing? <laughs> like literally no introduction at all. I don't know if you guys talk to each other like this in your relationships, but it's usually, are you? Do you have a show tonight? And there's just the two of us, so I mean I know he's talking to me. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't really call. Yeah, what does he? He doesn't really call me anything. <laughs> he doesn't call you anything. That's funny. Uh, sometimes, that is funny. yeah. But yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, there was a woman comic who just posted a thing on Facebook that she does this thing when she when the MC brings her up, she does a chest bump. On the MC, she'll like a football, like jump up and bump with her boobs, and you're like, dude. And she said that the MC was like, hey, that's not cool. And she goes, Is, isn't that cool? And I'm like, why would that be cool? That's the. Yeah. T- and, I mean, even football players who they only do it because they know the other person. Like you don't do it to freaking strangers, right? Mm, I do. Well, there's that. I mean, you're constantly touching people and calling them dear. No, but I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, but that, I mean, that's, and then she was confused why that was not okay. And I was like, uh, cause it's weird. Cause it's somebody else's yeah. body. It's just, I mean, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Right. Yeah. I mean, some, there's comics, there's a gay comic who used to grab my boob every time he saw me. He was like, I'm yeah. gay. It doesn't matter. What and I fuck? finally yeah. grabbed his crotch and I said, stop touching me (laughs) i was like you have to stop touching me i don't care if it's not i don't care if you're gay it's not doesn't have anything to do with you it turns out my body has nothing to do with you it's my freaking body what are you nuts (laughs) i don't know why yeah why would he do that did he explain why he would do it he just he thought it was funny Oh, because you know funny. how comedy is hard, uh, <laughs> and people are constantly writing. Yeah, uh, that that you know, and guys do it to other guys too. I mean, he, oh yeah, he's the guy who's like who would stick his fingers up somebody's butt. Cr- I mean, yeah, he's there's him. trouble. There's I'm trouble there. there. The hilarity of that could wrap itself it's, up at any time now. Did he use the same line when he did that? I don't know. It's a madman. Yeah, no, it's one of the. No, I, I over the year we talked about this. You know, Al Franken was kicked out of the Senate because he was touching women on the butt. He thought it was. Well, there was a picture taken with his hands over a woman's breast and she was asleep, but she was wearing a flak jacket, so there's no chance on earth he was ever going to touch her, or she would even feel it. But there's pressure. Yeah. Like if somebody's got their hand on your jacket, you can feel the pressure on your boobs. And what? Yeah. It's true. just not funny. No, I understand. And yeah, I, understand I mean, it's not funny. It's yeah, and I and I know that it's always been funny. There's been eleven thousand years of hilarity going on, you guys, and uh, it, eleven. It's uh, okay. like there's. Uh, do you know that Garfunkel and Oates? Have yeah. you remember yeah. those two? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's Ricky 
Lindholm yep. and Kate Minucci. They do it. They're guitar comics, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they have this song called Fifty Fifty, and it's essentially about how they're willing to give fifty percent to a relationship. And one of the lines is so freaking funny because it's like, I know that this is not the great deal of every man before you, but. It's the one I'm willing to give you. It doesn't mean I'm not going to be there for you. Just I'm, I'm only going to be there for you as much as you're going to be there for me. Like you have a life to lead. Yeah, go go to work. Well, yeah, I, but that's that's understandable. Yeah. But is he asleep? He might be. Wake no. up! I wasn't. Asleep. I heard you breathing through your that nose into your me. microphone. That was not Are me. you weeding off? See? I don't blame I you. I told you. It's not <laughs> me. These topics are so exhausting. But it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned. She tells the sleepy sex joke, and you start getting sleepy. Uh, you I, start getting you daydreaming? You daydreaming about the sex of the man? No. The sex of the man. I was literally thinking, and I said it earlier, The uh, man, it's called the Madman Syndrome from the show The Madman. Oh, Madman. Yeah. Oh, they named it? Yeah. It's sort of like imposter syndrome. They've named things, and then I'm like, what? 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 Isn't that just imposter syndrome? Have you heard about that? No. It's uh, that's because you don't have it. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It is essentially it's when you are hired to do something, and you're like, oh, but I'm not good enough, and everyone around you is like, no, you're good enough, and it's this weird thing that supposedly women get it a lot, but I was actually raised to be an imposter, so I don't have imposter syndrome. I can whatever job you want to pay me to do, I will pretend. What are, that so what I are am they pretending? For what are they pretending to be doing? It's, it's like a self-esteem issue. Like they think that it's they're like their self-esteem is so poor that they're like I don't deserve to be the CEO. And for uh, some reason, uh, straight white guys never have that supposedly. Except oh, for I think they Minnesota. do. They do in Minnesota. Yeah. Absolutely, they do. Oh, I went Minnesota on somebody, by the way. You did. I did. Uh, I learned it here in the '90s, you guys. A passive-aggressive response to yeah, a friend of mine oh, oh, yeah. oh, who yeah. could not. Okay, so I went on a like an old people vacation tour of Vietnam, Cambodia. Old people. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what are you like forty, maybe thirty-five? Well, but I yes, I'm twelve. No, I'm. I, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm in my fifties. Are you so, really? I know. You know See, what? I, it's not very mature. Yeah. I've, like, I've been. Uh, I've known you now for what twenty years. Somewhere? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I moved out. You've I've, been in your fifties and the whole time. I Weird. remember when you used to complain to me you couldn't meet a guy to marry. That's, That's how right. long I've known you. That's right, that I wasn't good at it. Yes. And it turns out I've married someone, and who knows how good at it I am. <laughs> uh, we'd have to talk to him. <laughs> he seems that's to be true. a good sport. Yeah, he, and, well, that's good. That's a good thing. So anyway, so, so anyway, so, uh, I went on, on this tour. My friends of mine uh, decided to go on like an 18-day tour of Vietnam and Cambodia, and I ended up picking up some sets in Vietnam and, really? and, and ba- Bangkok. Yeah, uh, but the... But most of it was tourism, right? Just show, showing me around, and I got some, whatever. I I got some comedy out of it. But my favorite thing that happened, which is this is a best friend of mine. She was my roommate in college, and we if we spend a week together, by day three we've yelled at each other and just said, "Hey man, I gotta take a lap. You're driving me nuts." So this is what happens. Day ten. We lasted 10 days, and it was her birthday, the day that we were on the Mekong Delta in Cambodia in Siem Reap, I think, or Phnom Penh, and it was also the emperor's birthday. So her birthday, the emperor's birthday, we go on a a, a boat tour of the harbor, there's fireworks, it's an amazing night for her birthday. I suppose, yeah, that would be pretty terrific. It's kind of an amazing birthday gift, right? You're Mm -hmm. in the middle of 
like the weirdest place in the world that you've never thought you'd be in. There's fireworks. It's your birthday. There's an adult beverage. Her life is complete, right? You would think. Her husband's there. One of her very best friends is there. So the next day she gets up. She's sad that a couple of people from the tour didn't come out with us. She's all like, they went out and they almost got arrested. That could have been me. Why didn't they hang out with me? And so her husband was like, can you tell her that she's being a baby? And I was like, sure. And uh, <laughs> no I've known her for 35 years. I can tell her. And, and my friends are very patient with me. So I'm, I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, you know, those guys, who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. You've known them for nine days. What do you care if they came out with you from the Mekong Delta? Right. And she was like, I just think it was rude. And she goes off and on. And finally, I do a Minnesota. I have to finally pass an aggressor. I just said, oh, I take it it wasn't enough that I traveled 6,000 miles. It's not It's not enough that we were here. Oh, was it not enough that there were fireworks last night and your life was complete? And she's like, no, no. And I, I, I even, I was like, fake cried and I walked away. And she followed me and she's like, and like a minute into it, she was like, oh, screw you. And I was like, yes, yes. But do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, and she yes. goes, Yes, but you're a jackass. And I was like, you're not wrong. It's so funny because I was told. But I learned that here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I really didn't know much about it because where I grew up, they were not passive aggressive at all. No, they were aggressive aggressive. They were aggressive aggressive. Yeah. That's exactly right. So we used to have meetings. I would come in and do a meeting about once a month with the old, not the people that are on the show now, but uh, several years ago. And one of the women who worked there finally came to me and said, do you know what happens when you leave those meetings? I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you hold the meeting, and everybody's so polite, and just, oh, yeah, we'll get that done. It'll be unbelievable. Uh, get ready to edit, really. No, okay. So <laughs> I would go, well, nice to see you again. Thanks for coming in, and everything's going great, and uh, life is wonderful. I'll talk to you later. Okay, man, great to see you. Thanks so much for coming. It's really, really nice to see you. Door closes. That fucker. <laughs> Every one of them. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Just tell, tell me to your face. That's it. Just tell me. I'm doing something wrong, or you don't like me, just let me know. Because then, then I might know. be able to course correct, first of all. Exactly. Or I will. we will have it out, and then we will no longer work together. One yeah. of those two things will that, happen. That Minnesota thing where they smile in your face and stab you in the back drives me crazy. It does. It's, it's not good. It's but, not ideal. It's not ideal. No. I just... Where, so, but you grew up in North Minneapolis, I'm told. By you. Don't talk to me anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's the last time I'm ever talking to you. I want you to know that. Go swarm. So, uh, I love that line. I was hoping you were going to say that. There I'm there to be for a, you. a lacrosse team in the state of Minnesota called... Uh, the swarm, mm -hmm. the lacrosse swarm. The, when did they close? Two years ago. Uh, uh, oh, just two, two years, years ago. Yeah, very recent. So, <clears throat> Jackie's in studio. I read a promo for him. And coming up uh, tomorrow night, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday night, it's the blah, blah, blah against your Minnesota swarm. <laughs> and there was this pause. Jackie goes, go swarm. <laughs> <laughs> like go and swarm. I can do team radio. I can be there. I can be there for the fill in the. That's exactly right. It worked out. Okay. I was hoping you would throw that out because if I asked, you it wouldn't be as good. No, no, you got it. It's got to be organic. It's got to be organic. Sure. We'll take a break. Be right back in just a couple seconds. Jackie Cation tonight and tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty at Acme. Right back, Tom Bernard Show.
a program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Uh-oh. This is Brenda Lee. Mm-hmm. Brenda Lee. Yes, I hit the post. Thank you very much. Great to be here. You like Christmas? I love Christmas. I do, too. It's the best. It's wonderful. Your husband like Christmas? He loves Christmas more than I do. And really? Yeah, this is the second holiday this year that we're missing. We had the trip of a lifetime to Southeast uh-huh. Asia over Halloween, his favorite holiday. Love. I do, too. He decorates the house like a crazy person. Is he a Catholic kid? It's awesome. Uh, he was raised. Oh, I know. They fought between Baptists and Methodists. <laughs> oh, that's a battle. Yeah, that was a battle because he's... Uh, he's as he likes to say, he's half from Mississippi and half Welsh. So that's uh, <laughs> a very weird. Like his family's been in this country so long that um, that he's a thing. He's like like he's he's, he's, he's like a regional thing. Like it's like some people. I, I met this one guy. This is a side story, but this, I met this one guy in Maine. I was at this farm for a wedding, and so I was talking to the old guy who owned the farm, and I said, "Oh, have you always lived?" Here and he goes, no, 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 no. Um, but a hundred years ago, we still lived down there. <laughs> and I was like, so yes. He, I said, well, yes. Uh, he said, no, no. But the house was oh, down yeah. there. We moved it up here about a hundred years ago. And I'm like, no, that's always. He's like, well, no, we got here around 1640. And I'm like, stop talking. We, stop I, talking to me. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that that was uh, Halloween, and now Christmas, I've. Booked these work. I booked the road. Like last week, I was in Bloomington, Indiana, mm-hmm. and this week I'm here in Acme, in Minneapolis, and then next week I'm in Ann Arbor. And so, in between Minneapolis and Ann Arbor, I'm going to go stare at my dad, who's like 82 years old, because oh, yeah. you got to go stare at the elderly occasionally. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. And 
You hitting all the big ten towns. Bi- sure, sure. Seeing if my dad had an epiphany to become a better person. Uh, no, nope. I want to hear about this. Wait a minute. No, Tom, well, we'll just move on Okay. I well, want to hear about this. He's, you know, my father's always been a piece of work. And about three years ago, right. he had this big surgery. And um, he lived. Uh, and, then, and then he had... It was three heart surgeries Ooh. because he had heart surgery. And then get this. They left something inside of him. So they had to open him again. And then they were like, oh, we forgot this. other." They had to open him three times. What? Yeah. It was. And every time they opened him there, he was like, oh, I'm a dead person. <laughs> and we're like, oh, wow, maybe. And uh, and my uh, but he lived through the whole thing. And so for about a year and a half after that surgery, he was incredibly like he was more thoughtful. He was like near death. He he like he had some empathy. Yeah, and now really? he's eighty two and uh, is feeling fit as a fiddle, and is full on jackass again. <laughs> he's, so he is. He's gone. He's reverted. Yeah, he's just reverted. He's like, oh, I'm clearly invincible. It's gonna be fine. I'm gonna live for another twenty so years. Where does he live? Milwaukee. Oh, he does. He's in the yeah. So I'm um, yeah, and so my one of my brothers and my dad. Um, they both still live in Milwaukee, oh, and so okay. in between Minneapolis and Ann Arbor, I will go, and uh, and so I organized for Christmas night in Milwaukee. We're going to go to Jellystone Park, Whoa. and we're going to go on a sleigh ride if there's snow, and if there isn't, we're going to go on a hay ride, yeah, that's and that'll true. be fine. And but here's <laughs> now, first of all, I told my sister we were going to go to Jellystone Park on New Year's Eve, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and she goes, "Remember the year Dad said maybe." That maybe we'd go, and he we never went. So I told my dad that, and he said, "Jellystone Park is lame." And I said, "Yeah, but we were children. You could have driven us by and <laughs> yeah. showed us that." <laughs> That'd be good. That'd it's be twenty good. minutes from the house. Anyway, so um, we're all gonna go, and I and um, but g- guess how much tickets on a sleigh ride with horses and a sleigh on Christmas night in Milwaukee? Without Milwaukee, how much do you think it would be? Like if it were in Maine. Seventy-five. A person. That's what I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, now go Milwaukee. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Good. Good choice. Twelve dollars. Wow. <laughs> Twelve. Wow. I can get two people there and uh-huh. save four dollars Here's and here's the thing. For VIP tickets where you get a cup of hot cocoa and a glow stick. Fourteen. Nice. <laughs> Kicking in the huge dough now. Guess who went VIP? This you one. Did. This one right here. That's right. Money's no object. I'm not on the big list, but uh, I got fourteen bucks a person. So does so, your uh, husband get along with your brothers? He does. Because I've heard. People you say have, no. I've heard her bits on Sirius XM about how you were teased by your brother. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, my brothers are pieces of work, which is boy talk for crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they uh, they always just go, women are crazy and men are pieces of work. But that's that means crazy. Everybody's crazy. It it's crazy. It's fine. And they are. And, and they are. Is Everyone crazy. is crazy. That's true. Yeah. There's here's here's this bit that I'm working on. There we go. Uh, great transition. <laughs> I love that really that, good thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone says that their mom is crazy and their dad's a piece of work. And I believe that they are, of course, because parents are crazy because they have had children. And yeah. children drive you mad. Now, the reason moms are crazy is because they're the only ones who wake up knowing uh, that everyone has to get up and get out. Mm-hmm. So they wake up talking. Get your stuff. 
get some food in you, get your books, get your phone, get in the car, get out. They say that. 20 minutes later, they're screaming it. And everyone is looking around going, why is she yelling? Yeah. Oh, did she mean now? Yeah, yeah, she meant now. (laughs) But dads, dads are silently crazy. They wake up thinking just over and over and over again, where am I going to find $100? Where am I going to find $100? I'm going to go in the garage and think about where I'm going to find $100. That's true. Yeah. So everybody's nuts. Anyway. So, yeah, my uh, yeah my husband does get along with my brothers uh, mostly. That's what my favorite. Th- I never dated because I was always afraid to bring anybody home because my oh, brothers yeah, and my dad. Yeah. And so when I finally brought my husband around all Andy around all the men that I know, I forgot that I have like a hundred male comic brothers. Oh yeah. So they were the first people, and so I brought him to Acme. Because my brother Phil and my sister live here, and oh, okay. they're kind of the easiest. They're gateway Cations. They're the best Cations you want to meet <laughs> okay. when you first meet the Cations, gateway Phil Cation. and Darla. Like and so they, but before he met them, he met all the guys I did stand up with oh, <laughs> for yeah. 15 years. And the first thing, Dave Mordahl. It was Dave Mordahl. It was, it was Mordahl? Dave Mor- it was Mordahl and Lewis sitting at this oh, table, and okay. Mordahl says to Andy, so how's Jackie in the sack? <laughs> <laughs> and Andy grabs a chair, turns it around, straddles it, and goes, you really want to know? And Lewis Lee blushed, and Dave Mordahl, sto- silent. Just ever, just like, because Andy was Which like, you want to talk about it? Oh, completely rare, especially at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, But Andy was like, well, here's how it goes. And he straddles and starts talking. And they both are like, no, 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 we actually don't want to know. And, uh, God, Mordahl. And so Dave Mordahl. Just setting himself up for full. Did he light up a cigarette? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he hadn't smoked now like six months. No, but months back then, back then. Yeah. smoked no, like a... Eddie would have been smoking in the club. So, yeah. yes, well, he, yeah, he yeah, and Lewis true. were both smoking. Yeah, that's oh, true. Lewis, that, but yeah. hanging out the mouth. That's true. Lewis it's, likes his eaters. You remember, like, Dave Mortal, I don't know what it's like now, but he would uh, only eat the one meal a day. That's still like that. It's still like that? Coffee, cigarettes, and then meatloaf. He, and then one quality... <laughs> He literally got nervous. We were in Vegas some I don't know, many, many years ago. We were in Vegas, and we go to uh, lunch. And Mordahl is staring down, like backing away from the table, staring down at his food. I'm like, don't you like your food? He goes, no, the food looks great. It just, And he keeps backing up and backing up. I said, what? what's, what's <laughs> the problem? What, what's the matter? And he goes, it's a tablespoon. I said, What? I, I can't eat with a tablespoon. <laughs> he was having a fit about the fact it wasn't a teaspoon, wow. but it was a tablespoon. But he was he was nervous about it. You know, he was, was Todd Glass oh. before Todd Glass. Yeah, that's right. Good for him. That's Good for him for true. being a, having a freak out. Uh, the last when I saw uh, Mortal in Vegas, it was the year he fell in love with Rich Voss. It was they oh, were yeah, both yep, on Last yep. Comic Standing, oh, and yeah. their bromance was to be. It was lauded. I remember. It was very beautiful. So, I remember. Uh, it was the finals. The two of them are sitting at probably, I think it was the Venetian, but it was sort of like one of those open, where there's a bunch of chairs, uh, like squashy chairs. So they're sitting there, and all of these women keep coming up to sort of half hit on them and go, hey, I love yeah. you on the show. Yeah. And Rich Voss is torn between wanting to talk to the pretty women and wanting to talk to his new best friend right. dave mortal right. and i have never seen anybody just block themselves like lady wise like rich Voss did three times he was like yeah 
No, I'm going to talk to him instead. Like literally, the <laughs> rudest. He was Rich Ross was so rude with he's these women, anyway. and he's a rude guy. But uh, he was. He talked to us and it made me laugh. And he thinks. He thinks that that's a bad story. I think it's adorable. It's a great story. Rich Voss is the hero of that story. I think so. I think He's it's funny good. He took friendship over some random lady mm-hmm. just talking to some random lady. He probably worked them both in by the end of the day, though. I, well, we can only hope. We can what? O- one, could o- <laughs> we can, one could only hope that that's true. Yeah, Mordahl and Voss together. I remember that. That was that was an interesting period right there. Sure. Was unbelievable, but I don't know. Yeah. You do you have? Did you ever buddy up with somebody like on the road? Did you work with them a lot? So you ended up becoming like really good friends. Well, I've been friends with a lot of comics over the years, yeah. just sort of like bestie kind of, like best friends forever kind of thing that right. may or may not last forever. Like sure. I hung out with Colin Cruz. Oh, you did? For, yeah, yeah. For the most of the nineties, we were kind of really close, and then. Um, and then I literally, I was, I was drinking a lot. Anyway, so I was like, it's, uh, it's, I was weaned on Pabst and Ho-Ho's. What do you, what do you want from me? And uh, so I kind of broke that. And then, uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles and I had a roommate uh, that nobody knows. Uh, she's a writer. She's really funny. And then I uh, started hanging out with the Maria Bamford from like, uh, we, we've known each other since 92, but like around 2001, I started uh, working with her on the road a lot. So we're we're pretty, really good friends. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, she's probably my best friend next to my sister. And then uh, and then I'll, now I have a podcast with Lori Kilmartin. Right. I, I really she's love a great her comic. on there too. Yeah. She is. You she, guys are good on that show. That is, uh, that is, it's funny. We did a live show one time and Andy was like, you're a little aggro with her. You're super aggressive when you're hanging out with Lori Kilmartin. I was like, you try to keep up with Lori Kilmartin yeah. for an hour. Well, that's true. She's super, like, it's just the riffing is out. It's just zing. <laughs> and I'm trying, I'm just panting by the end of it. So No, I like She's Lori. great. Yeah, she is great. Marie, I don't think Marie cares for me, and I don't know why. Maria? Yeah, Maria Bamford, yeah. Well, she you know, like she's me. got... Uh, She's got all kinds of issues. What are you smiling about down there? When he says, I don't know why, it's like... You know. Sure you do. <laughs> yes, you do, it's you not, liar. It's not real, you know, it's not a real mystery. <laughs> what well, happened? I'm not saying she's right. I'm just saying it's not a real mystery. I th- why aren't you dozing off like you were like 20 minutes ago? I wasn't dozing <laughs> off. You he was dozing off. No, it was you. <laughs> no. It was you. Uh, What's the Maria Bamford story? That, that's why I flipped him like Okay. <laughs> oh, like, there, there, one, there was one... Uh, yeah, because she's never agreed to come in and do the show, any show that I'm. Oh, doing. she doesn't like radio at all. At all. At all. Well, I see. I wouldn't either. Right. I, I no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, you're at home most of the time, so we know that you're. you're <laughs> you know how much I like it. But I, I no, I know I could not do what you guys do and sit down and go here. You're. Write down five things you want me to ask you. I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Oh, it's God. a learned skill, and it's and, yeah. and and some people are willing to do it. And she just it isn't you. I I can't imagine it's you any more than anyone else. So Though, I know. Okay. Yeah, she does tell a very funny story about in Cleveland. She did morning radio, and she has a very high squeaky voice. Mm-hmm. And the 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 DJ actually said to her. So some people think that that high voice is when is the voice that you had when you were. Um, abused as a child oh and she goes is this where the healing happens on morning radio in cleveland (laughs) 
So wait a minute. The, the disc jockey said what to her? He said that he's like, is your high squeaky voice because you were seven years old when you were sexually abused or whatever? Something How like that. How is that funny? It isn't. It isn't. They've Why been up since four. That? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, DJs are up since 3 a.m. I don't yeah, know. When do you people it's, sleep? We don't sleep. Well, that's it. But yeah, I've heard so many stories because, you know, I've been around a long time now and I hear these stories about how they were interviewed and i go i could not do that no it's first of all it's weird it is weird. and then i mean it's straight up mean mm-hmm. it doesn't make yeah. any sense yes exactly it's like okay i mean if you're looking for i mean it's old-timey clickbait maybe maybe it's mm-hmm. the 90s version of clickbait yeah maybe it's uh you get some listeners because you're a shock jock so uh-huh. listen tom how's it going yeah great no yeah, maybe he was reaching because you know supposedly all comics are flawed or have well, a oh, right. Jackie. Or, or oh, yeah. Been... This is fine. Well, it helps to do your homework <laughs> before you right. ask questions. What, how was a joke about sex in a seven-year-old ever funny? Oh. Uh, I mean, Jesus. I mean, what? You, you, you hate to disregard any premise. But, <laughs> 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 but I've yet to write the joke. <laughs> you did see her inventory, though. She kind of rolled through. Yeah, she did. She, she, did. she rolled through her inventory. Maybe. You're right. I was trying to think. I just, uh, I've heard a couple of very, very, very dark jokes recently. And, um... One of them was uh, one of them was mine. Somebody said, "Oh, I know. I was just somebody. They were riffing just some the, like at a at a store. Somebody was. They thought they were the funniest person in the room. They kept saying, it's the Irish goodbye. It's the Irish goodbye.' And my mother was Irish, and I said, uh, "The Irish goodbye in my in my family is when your mom uh, kills herself in a drug driving accident oh, when you're seven. Oh, oh, so, man. Oh, man. which is dark. That's dark." And, uh, and then I heard some uh, Doug Stanhope, uh, not repeatable. Yeah, yeah. Doug Stan, a lot of Doug Stanhope was not repeatable. But he's so likable. I've seen old That's women laugh at him because he's just, what he is, is he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Is, he, is his girlfriend okay now? Because she went through kind of a deal, I remember. I don't know. I don't know enough about his personal life. And quite but honestly, yeah. I've, I've chosen not to. I would agree. With, well, he and Mordahl still just adore one another. I know that. Yeah. Well, no, he's a, he's a delightful man. He was on The Dork Forest, which is one of my podcasts, right. too, yeah. right? Yep. And he wanted to, um, he's a banana head. Anyway, so he ended up talking about leisure suits because he collects uh, old leisure suits off of eBay, the Johnny Carson brand. Oh, sure, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he, he buys the actual suit and tie and shirt and the whole thing. And he always looks amazing. They're usually like salmon colored. So he like wears right. he wears them. And he wears them. He doesn't them. just collect them. He wears them. He collects them and wears them and wow. he and he looks good. Wow. Not a lot of people could do it. No. It's no. true. Take a break, be right back. More. Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Cation at Acme tonight, tomorrow night, eight and ten thirty. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty-six months. When you buy a new Bryant furnace, this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Christmas always comes. Uh-oh. This is my favorite Christmas song. What is it? It's called This Time of Year by Brooke Benton. Listen to this guy's voice. Amazing. Little girls and little boys dream of worlds full of toys love it this time isn't that a great song mm-hmm. yeah la nick oh you got to play in the very you got to play jackie the very end if you can okay, the last 15 there's seconds. a version by better than ezra probably not as good <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how does la nick tie into this uh he was in here on wednesday when she uh, andy actually played the song it's my because my favorite christmas song and when you hear the ending you'll know why he started crying oh Aww. He's an Italian guy from Philadelphia, and he started crying because that song is so beautiful. Yeah, That's get, really yeah. yeah. I got the ending here. Oh, Hold listen on. to this voice. This is a voice right here. This time of the year when Christmas is near. Wow! Whoa, baby! Yeah, yeah. It's in Olaf's Frozen Adventure, too, by the way. <laughs> and that's the other thing that came up. It's on the soundtrack. <laughs> it's on the soundtrack for the short uh, that they put out about Frozen. Well, I wanted to play it because it's the last Christmas song I get to play. This year. This year. Wraps it up. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Oh, man, sweet. I love that song. I do, too. He's a nice singer, but he's a poor version of Nat King He Cole. is not a poor version of Nat King Cole. <laughs> They do sound similar. I do love them both, though. Well, you look at this this morning on the KQ Morning Show, we played the very old, we played Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. We played uh, Vince Guaraldi, who does the... uh, the uh, Charlie, Sm- yeah, Charlie Linus. Yeah. yeah, right, exactly. You played Tony, Dor- or Tony Dorsey or Tommy no, Dorsey? No, 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 it's Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, oh, yeah. Should I tell Jackie that story? <laughs> yeah, what? That's true. I'm in a park one day, and I'm, I don't know, 12 years old, 13. No, I was 14 years old. We figured that out. And I'm listening, and these people said, your mom's on the radio. I said, what? He goes, yeah, your mom's on the radio. They're trying to get a hold of your brother in Vietnam because, you know, she hasn't talked to him in a long time. I said, on the radio? And they said, yeah. So I'm listening, and they can't find my brother because he's a long-range reconnaissance patrol Marine, so they could never find him. They'd take those guys out, drop him in the forest, and they Yeah, he was a recon that. Marine? Yeah, that yeah. guy's not near a phone. What's happening? <laughs> no, he's not. No, he was not. But anyway, so they couldn't find him. Now, this is a top 40 station. This is in, you know, mid-60s. Top 40 station. So they said, 
Well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Barnard, but we, we can't, they cannot locate your uh, son. He's out on mission, and they will not be able to contact, uh, connect the two of you, so I really do apologize. She goes, oh, well, because my mother sounded like this. For her. <laughs> oh, well, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. And he says to her, well, would you like to request a song? And she goes, yeah, I would. Uh, anything by Glenn Miller. <laughs> okay, Mom, well. Uh, you aren't cool at all, Mom. <laughs> it's except for, of course, why wouldn't you like Glenn Miller? Gosh, you love Glenn Miller. No yeah, doubt about that. I love Glenn Miller. I do, too. <laughs> that, hey, that music back in that era, Benny Goodman, and, and uh, yeah, that was phenomenal music. Took a lot of talent. I took a... Uh, uh, clarinet lessons and mm-hmm. i yeah w- when i was a kid right i took clarinet and uh i wanted to play like benny goodman and the clarinet teacher was like when you're as good as benny Goodman, <laughs> that's when you can hold it like that <laughs> yeah that's true i i kind of feel sad watching polka bands with the clarinet players because they're just <laughs> i played bass clarinet so i learned to count a lot one two three four two two three four sixteen two three four but a dump one, two, three, four, two, two, three, four. It was just like that forever. So I understand that completely. So how long did you play the clarinet? I played until I took the trumpet because it was more fun to play a marching band. So I played it till I was 14 or 15. And then I played the trumpet until I was 18. And then I went out for the marching band with Mike LaCrone over at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And instead of getting to play in the marching band, still an issue. Clearly, still an issue uh, because I didn't get to be in the band because my brother got me a job selling T-shirts outside the football stadium. So I never uh, got to be in the band. So you didn't have time to be in the band. It's not that no, you didn't. No, make I had to the sell band. every football game, and so uh, he was like, "Well, you want to make money or you want to lose money?" And I was like, "How am I losing money?" He's like, "By not taking this job." So the issues with your brother? No, I got an issue okay. with my brother. Right. How many brothers you got? Four. Four. Mm-hmm. Terry, Philip, Scott, Russell. And really? one sister. Three of my siblings now live in Minneapolis. My brother Phil moved yeah. here in the late oh, really? 70s uh, because there was a halfway house because he got kidnapped and deprogrammed from the Moonies. Let's close oh. on that. Thanks for playing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Is that true? Yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. And there was a halfway house here in Minneapolis. So yes. yep. he ended up getting married. And so I came here in the mid-80s. I stayed with him one summer. And then I moved here in 1990 to do stand-up. Right. And in 1995, my sister moved here after she uh, she moved from Florida to Minneapolis just Not to hang choice. out. Not a good choice. That's what she said. And then, uh, but she loves it now. Yeah, and then uh, my brother Scott moved here probably four years ago. Really? Yeah. They don't ever reach out. They don't go, "Hey, this is Jackie's brother." Oh, they don't call, call the Tom Bernard show no, and go, "Hey, this is, uh, this is Jackie's brother." It's Jackie's brother. I, I was going to say, why would they say this is Jackie's brother when they called Jackie? <laughs> no, call me. <laughs> oh, God, never That'd be mind. A little weird. <laughs> never mind. But uh, they like it here, and well, uh, and it's funny because they all moved here at right. Like I moved away, and my sister was like, "I just got here." And I'm like, yeah, i got to go to Los Angeles, see if anyone cares. Sure. So uh, everyone's been very polite in Los Angeles. Thank you very much. They have. Yeah. Career's been, nice. been great. Career's good. My Andy's awesome. we got a tiny little ticky-tacky house in Van Nuys. It looks like the house on the Monopoly board. But that's nice, though. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be great to grow old in because there's yeah. just the three steps. 
right? <laughs> I mean, it's just, like too. a lot of people are like, isn't that your starter house? And I'm like, no, no, that's my finishing house. Your finishing house. That's what I'm done now. <laughs> that's what a lot of people are looking at now. I mean, people of the next generation, yeah. they don't want big houses. Well, and no one can afford anything. No, so, that's, well, that's very, very And for true. some reason, all houses have to be 4,000 square feet now, if, even yeah. if there's just one and a half people. Yeah, that's true. They're just like, oh, we're going to need four bathrooms. What if I want to pee in every room? What happened? So I can't glad. make it. I was like, your incontinence should be looked into. So glad your mother's not here to listen to that because I'd be getting an earful on the way home. <laughs> Our house is a little too big for us. But we well, built it years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Is There, there was like this craze where you're like, well, I'm going to build my my dream house. Yeah, right. Not right. remembering the aging process. Yeah. Well, there is and, that. Uh, you're like, because I, I, I wouldn't mind... In our backyard, we're thinking about putting, like, a my mother-in-law might come and live with us. Mm-hmm. And the house is a little too small for that. So we're thinking of turning the garage into... Like a guest house. Like a guest it. house kind of thing. And then, um, plus there's so much housing problems in Los Angeles, we'd be able to rent it out until she needed it. Sure. But I want to put a second floor on it that'll have a podcast studio. And Good I want idea. to put a dumbwaiter on the outside so that we can rise 4,000 comic books. Because uh, we have room for about 3,000 in the house and we have 7,000 comic books. You have You and your husband. Have 7,000 comic books. That's too many comic books. Why do you have 7,000? Because we keep reading comic books, and he doesn't read comic books and throw comic books out. He reads comic books, and then... Well, he remembers, like, oh, I wish I had kept that, you know, bought that Action Comics number one for $5 or whatever. Exactly. I wish I hadn't used that baseball card to make that noise on on my bike. (laughs) So now he's like, well, this might be worth, you know, $15,000 in 20 years. And it never is. But Yeah, because now they're printing too many of them. I got to write a comic book recently. That was kind of Neat. You did? Yeah, it was, it was comedians writing comics. It's called Comics and Comics from Starburns, which Dan Harmon owns that company. Mm-hmm. And it was me, uh, Pat Oswalt, and Sarah Benacasa. We each wrote like shorts, like just eight pages, and it's neat. It was really cool. I would imagine. Now, who's your? Do you have a favorite comic book? I have a. I well, More our our pull say. list. It's a lot of Marvel. So, but yeah, there's yeah, I can see that. there's a new one by Chelsea Kane. She writes murder mysteries, and she's written this thing about called Man Eaters, and it's about people that turn into pumas and kill people. It's very okay. funny and very dumb, <clears throat> okay. and I love it. And then, uh, but there's something. Um, there's a bunch of like sort of indie stuff that I kind of like. Mm. Uh, like there's something called Giant Days, and it's this guy. Um, it's a British guy, and it's all it is is kind of a silly slice of life of university kids in uh in in the uk so they're all mentally ill uh no they're not what that's university kids in the uk what just happened and uh no they're just they're just college kids and uh and it's kind of funny and it's very sweet and then i read a lot of yeah that's that's the one i read before bed like i don't read hellboy or or mike mignola before i go to bed (laughs) but i read a lot of like daredevil and um Thor and uh, Deadpool, and those are actually the three I just pull- took off of my pull list, so I yeah. don't understand see? why those three came up. Deadpool. Did you see the second Deadpool, movie? Yes. yes. Did you? Uh, I liked it. I have the DVD, the DVD extra on it, mm-hmm. uh-huh. is he goes back in time, because he said he's going to kill Hitler as a baby, <laughs> <laughs> and he's 1885 pacing in front of this bassinet, going, this is harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting Man, a baby? Yeah. Your a... diaper smells like Hitler's anus. Oh, weird. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the and, and, and I'm not going to ruin the ending. So you know what yes. I really miss? What? National Lampoon magazine. It's like, around. 
Yeah, not as good as he used to be, though. Well, you're not 11, either. I mean, <laughs> that also... I mean, swear to God. What is that supposed to be? I'm deeply hurt. I thought I... <laughs> but it's like people who don't like the new Star Wars. I'm like, I was 11 years old yeah. when I saw it. It. I looked back at it, and I was like, oh, cowboy movie in space. Mm-hmm. I right. still like such right. a thing. Right. Like, I liked Firefly. Who doesn't... What am I, made of stone? Firefly was but, great. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> made of stone. <laughs> but, yes, yes but, you are. So the new ones, like, on the Dork Forest, I had a guy on who defended the... The, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to give this one to you because you were 11 when you saw the first one. Mm-hmm. And if you, and, and his theory was that if there were one or two good scenes in it, that's fine. So he was like, Darth Maul. And the Darth Maul scene in, in Phantom Menace was amazing. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was a great character. And it so was, yeah. I never saw the third prequel because I uh, was 30. So I was done. I was like, no, I, I, this is actually hurting my heart. Yeah. Yeah. So you haven't seen any of the new ones that have come out? Yeah, I've seen all the new oh, ones. Oh, okay. Like the Han Solo one, that should have been Did called you get Lando. Or... I got yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> La- Lando was great. Han, Han was just okay. The movie was good. But the war movie, the Rogue One, mm-hmm. which is a great war movie, is just a war movie. Yeah. And it was outstanding. You know, i got to tell you, many years ago, like 19... 19- God, it must have been 74, something like 73 maybe. I was in Los Angeles cutting a voiceover. And I was working with a guy named Chris Ford. And we're talking, having a good time. He's a tremendous voiceover guy. We're sitting around waiting between, you know, between commercials. And I said, so what's the latest? He goes, oh, my son's a carpenter. And he's, he's decided he wants to become an actor now. It was Harrison wow. Ford. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I got that at Carpenter. Yeah. That's right. You know, you know that. Carrie Fisher died uh, yeah. the perfect time, right after she her. told everybody that she had slept with Harrison Ford That's in his right. prime. That's right. <laughs> That's how I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> right out the door. But no, it, uh, it was amazing because it was, what, four years later, he just blew up in 1977 in Star Wars. Right? right, I don't know anybody, I mean, historically I don't think anybody was more handsome than Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, he had like character. a three or four years where you're like, that's the best looking human on the planet. Mm-hmm. He was an American graffiti before that, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was the, what, what was the, the puke green or piss yellow? Yeah. Did, uh, <laughs> that was his big line. Yeah. George Lucas do any uh, recuts of that? Of American Graffiti. I don't think so. He did not. So what year did that come out? 73 or 74. Yeah, so that was right before that movie came out. That's what I thought. I was thinking, yeah, that might have come out. Sounds like cronyism to me. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. I haven't haven't starred in any uh, movies yet. I don't know what happened. but uh, What happened to the career? My career just hit the wall and I'm destroyed. But yeah, that stuff. I used to work with John Travolta's sister, Margaret, a lot, too. She was a lot better looking than he was, I will tell you. <laughs> no, she's a very pretty woman and the nicest person you'd ever want to meet. I did an episode, a live episode of The Dork Forest, hilariously, with Moon Zappa, Kelly oh, yeah. Carlin, Ooh. and uh, Lorraine Newman. Hmm. And wow. um, so I was like, the three of you have, like, there's so much comedy, like, just yeah. cred in that. And it was, and literally, we just talked about, like, crystal clutching or some damn thing it was like it was there they're all like we we didn't i avoided talking about their dads like i've had diva and lorraine and Kel, i think i've had all three of them on individually mm-hmm. but um like moon trying to talk to moon zappa about her dad yeah. she's just like whatever 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it's still, it, he sounds like my dad. Her dad was a genius. Well, my dad is a really. genius, too. But my father was a lot was like he? radiation, where uh, he affected all of our lives, but we never saw him. <laughs> so, well, that's, a nice, that's a nice take on it. He's a, I'm not saying he wasn't a genius. I'm just saying. Uh, you know what? Uh, how about quantity time? Did you ever talk to Kitty Bruce? No. You should. Oh, the, is that Lenny his Bruce's wife? daughter. Oh, his or, uh, daughter. Oh, it's very cool talking to her. Okay. Because, I mean, she was talking about, I mean, Lenny Bruce changed the comedy world. There's no doubt about that. I know. Just pretty amazing guy. It's, you know, I never, I never did listen to comedy when I was a kid. Oh, you didn't? I, I didn't. My dad, it was all uh, motivational speakers. I could sell the sizzle, not the steak. Uh, there was a lot of <laughs> motivation. I mean, we just didn't listen to any stand-up. And yeah. um, I remember seeing stand-up comedy for the first time in like 79 or really? 80. And I think it was Gallagher on the Johnny Carson Gallagher. show. I often said comedy. I know. Well, and I, I was, I was. It felt like a ripoff too because he was on Carson, and there was a giant couch behind him, and I was 14 years old, and I remember thinking to myself, "That's not fair. Anyone will laugh at a giant couch," and um, so even then, I could tell what was hacky. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. a prop comment. It was a giant couch. Who doesn't <laughs> a giant couch? Pee Wee's Playhouse, basically. No. Yeah, I never watched that either. I had a hard Love time. That show. People loved it, and loved people it. also, uh, I don't, like, I, I do like Weird Al, though, weirdly I enough. I love Weird Al. He's but a great I, guy. Really was, nice man. That's right here. It's, um, but I, I've seen him live twice, because uh, he's, uh, he's silly, but smart. Another right? one, another mm. one my favorite. the bus is a phenomenal song. It's, it's that another one bites the dust, he does another yeah. one rides the bus. Hey, I'm going to sit by you, another one rides a bus. Right. It's just silly, but it's it's also smart. It is. I which agree. I, It's like it's my favorite kind of, of stand-up that isn't mine. Yeah. Right? I <laughs> so, Like Brian Regan is also yeah. like very silly, but very smart. And it's yep. goofy. Yep. And, but like a guy like Andy Kaufman used to drive me nuts. I never got the joke. Mm. No, and, and you weren't supposed to. No, right? you weren't supposed to. And you were just to, like, hey, like, hipster. Uh, get a job. Precisely. And uh, it was, but it's some like people he was loved making it. fun of you for Want, watching him, for wanting yeah. comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're like, I, I, it, it's not for me. But I did love Montaxi, you guys. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and he was willing to take that paycheck. So that was a great show. There you go. Buy land. Ladies and gentlemen, eight o'clock, ten thirty tonight. Eight o'clock, ten thirty tomorrow night. Jackie Cation. I'll see you in twenty years. Thanks. Good to see you. <laughs> it probably hasn't been twenty years. It probably has, but it's, been it's good seeing you in real life, though. It is nice to see you. Always liked you a lot. Thank see, you. I got to even watch what I say to a woman now. I've always loved you. You can't say that. You can say it to a guy, but not to a woman. No, you can say that. I think. I mean, as long as you're not petting or squeezing them while well, you do it, that's true. Be, you could say. That'd be a good thing. There's an idea. It's just an idea. Hey, you know. Uh, have a wonderful and merry Christmas. Thank merry you Christmas. so much to everybody. It's just uh, great to see Jackie is the last guest of the year. It's pretty damn special. Yay. Go swarm. Go swarm. I'm so glad you did that for me. I appreciate it immensely. Have a great holiday. Thanks for your listenership and your in your and your support of this show for all the people and. You're amazing, no doubt about it. Michael Bryant, the big advertisers, along with Sprinthal, and you get on the list, Steve from Saber. All, all, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. That's all I know. I'm a very lucky person. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We'll, we'll see you next year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs>